hello, and welcome back to the Two Coffee Teachers Podcast. I am Alex. And I'm Josh. We are two young educators, Alex and I, who want to contribute to our field. On this podcast, we talk about education and relevant content to apply in our classrooms. It's our hope on this podcast that we can encourage educators without needing that second cup of coffee. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you. Have you, excuse me. And if you're a regular subscriber, thanks again for tuning in. I know that our regulars and our uh, hardcore fans are keeping this show alive and moving. So thank you for tuning in with us uh, week in and week out. Hashtag blessed. But then again, if you're new, welcome to the show. And we hope that you're sticking with us. Hashtag blessed. For today's main topic, we're going to be discussing cyberbullying and how cyberbullying affects the social dynamic of the schools that we work in. Yeah, a little bit of a tougher subject, but it's something that we've definitely seen um, as when we were younger um, and technology kind of became a little bit more important. Uh, it's definitely become more relevant for when we were kids. And now it's, I think, even worse now that we've transitioned from being middle school and high schoolers and now we are the educators. So. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll have a lot to input with that, with um, our experiences. It'll there. be a good conversation for sure. But to start off, let's do let's play a little hot seat here. Let's play a game. We like playing games here on the Duke Coffee Teacher Podcast. It keeps us young, and we frankly we like to have fun. I agree. Fun is fun. Fun, <laughs> fun is, is fun. fun. Alex is tired. We're Alex and I are both in student teaching right now. So these uh, these podcast episodes are coming to you live from two tired student teachers that also are breaking our own rules and having two cups of coffee in one day. Mm. Because now that we are into the field, we can understand that it is very important, at least after you leave the classroom for the day, once our kids are on their buses, on their merry way home, that if we have a little bit of work to do, uh, both for our graduate school coursework or if we just need to get a little planning done, uh, yeah, that second cup of caffeine is going to be critical to our success. But this podcast, we're all about being those teachers who don't need the coffee to be the best teachers oh, they can be. Absolutely. We perform at a high level already. So let's get back to this hot seat. Anyway, thing, back to it. Since we're both caffeine infused right now. <laughs> so what we're going to do is I'm going to set the timer. We're, we're each going to set the timer for 20 seconds, okay. right? And in those 20 seconds, we both have secretly prepared a list of questions to ask each other. They're mm-hmm. obviously education-related, but you will have 20 seconds to get through as many questions as possible. So both Josh and I have a bank of questions to ask each other. Sure. Uh, Josh, would you... You know what? You are going to go first. You want me to fire away? You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. So All I'm right. going to set the timer for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Get this going here. So right. you have 20 seconds to answer as many of my questions as I fire at you. Absolutely. You're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. All right. Well, this is terrifying. Let's start in five seconds, and you'll go in three, two, one, ask. Alex Parker, do you like 90 or 45-minute periods? 45. Middle school or high school better? Oh, uh, uh, middle. You have to pick. All right, cool. Middle. middle. Ah! Uh, no Child Left Behind or Every Student Succeeds Act? Yes. E-A. E-S-S-A. Done. Best of- <laughs> 20 seconds. <laughs> that was so much fun. So when we were planning this, <laughs> when we were planning this, I guess we both thought that we would we be able to ask We'd be so much faster more. than we actually were. 
you want to answer my other questions at a normal pace? I have like three or four left. All right, let's let's go with two. Let's okay. ask two more questions. Best place to get the news? Uh, Twitter, for sure. Okay. Favorite subject to teach? Government. Government. Hands down. You all, all my people knew this. All, oh, my, knew <laughs> all this my people knew Alex Parker is the government guy. Mr. Twerry is more of our world history historian. More of, more of the historical mind than the, the poli-sci mind, but we complement each other well in that. All right. So all right, fire away. So all right. 20 seconds goes by faster than you think. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I thought we were going to do a lot more than that. So. All right, so now that our clock's ticking, let me reset this, and let's start in five seconds. So we'll go three, two. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Are you geez. timing or am I timing? Uh, I have the timer up, so I'm going to hit start, and then I'll just say go. Okay, and then you'll fire. Okay. Yeah. All right, All right. got it. Let's do three, two, one. Oh, just kidding. I'm you, the one that's You have to do the, the timing. Yeah, I have to do the timing. Okay. Can you multitask enough? Are you no, able to I handle can't. this? This coffee is coming. I wonder how you do when you have students who are in front of you who want to do things and you have to do things. Can you multitask, Alex? Are you the multi My hot seat turn is over. It's okay. <laughs> three, two, one. Go. Sixth grade or twelfth grade? Uh twelve. Coffee or tea? Coffee. What organization that you would want to sponsor? Uh, future Teachers of America. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, no. Favorite school lunch? Uh, pizza. What book they in every public school library that should be in there? Gatsby. Time. Oh, nice. Thank you. Okay. Gatsby, I like that. That's funny that you say Gatsby because I just co-taught a lesson on, or myself and an English co uh, colleague were doing Jazz Age. I mentioned this uh, previous episode, yeah. or this last episode when we were talking about uh, service learning, but... I'm doing Gatsby, and she's working on some other English-related stuff, so we're going to do a co-taught lesson oh, coming awesome. up like, in the next couple of days. That's awesome. Really excited about that. I love Gatsby. It's my fave. So much, so much literary goodness, such a good story. Yeah, a lot, very relatable to the kids, too, I think. Yeah. So, one, okay, one question that I didn't ask. What is the most important position in a school building? Wow, most important position. Uh, I... I definitely have to say uh, those who work with special needs students. Interesting. Without a doubt. I would say the janitor. Yeah? Yeah. They definitely keep the, keep the building afloat. Yeah. Uh, those are some of the most talented individuals in the building. Yeah, they got, they got skills for sure. Okay. But, uh, you know, the special needs students, they have to have a specialty in working with students who most people... Gotcha. Know, yeah. Oh, that, okay, I, I actually lied. That's the only question I want to ask because we got through a couple more questions than you did. Boom! All right, so at this point, now that we play that game, that was a good time. I can handle the hot seat, Alex. You can. I can handle it. Barely. <laughs> so let's talk about cyberbullying, okay? Yeah. Uh, what is cyberbullying? I think cyberbullying is just, this is how cyberbullying became a thing, became a hot term in our schools, right? So bullying used to be, you had, you had the... It was the stereotypical thing that you saw on TV or in a movie where you had sitcoms, the, right? Yeah, you had the big mean kid or the the mean girl that was the popular kid, or maybe they were a little bit um, low self esteem. Low self esteem. They they picked on a kid because that's yeah. how they felt good about themselves, right? right? Now, I would might make the argument that bullying was not like traditional bullying. What we see, what we saw in those old sitcoms, and yeah. what we saw really up until about. A decade ago, yeah, um, wasn't that bad compared to what cyberbullying is right now. Yeah, it's a whole different and, ball game, and I say that because the bullying that happened 
was all in person, right? It was visible. It was visible, right? And of course, like people, like kids say some nasty stuff. Kids say and, the darndest things. And they do mean things. And I mean, they're, they're, obviously bad things happen right. but in the buildings. In that but, traditional sense, there's a bully and someone who's being bullied. And there may or may not be witnesses, but it's clear who's involved. Yeah. And regardless of what's going on in the bully's mind, yeah, they still have to actually do the action, whatever they're doing, in front of an audience. Taunt, physical abuse, whatever. So if like like let's say that I'm giving you a hard time, I still have to kind of dig deep within my own soul to say a nasty thing or to to steal your lunch money or do whatever. Yeah, and there are some things that. I mean, I just, I just don't have the guts to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if there's a person I just despise, I can't bring myself to say or do something um, towards that person. Yeah. Now, with cyberbullying, this is an issue because bullies have an advantage because they get to hide behind a computer screen or they get to they hide. They have the option to hide. Or they have an option to screen. hide behind a computer screen, right? Sometimes they can hide behind the screen so they can get away with saying or threatening things because all they have to do is type and they get to, they don't have to actually encounter that individual or group of people. Yeah. Uh, there's also with the way that technology is, uh, there's the, um, the anonymous, uh, aspect to it where maybe someone can hide behind a username Yeah. and that way you really don't. All right. So instead of maybe Johnny saying this or that, maybe it's, uh, soccer kid one two three, that yeah. is saying that you don't know who soccer kid one two three or is. It gets even worse when you pretend to be someone else. Yeah, that's a real issue too. Where students like pull pictures and names off the internet and make an identity that isn't them, and they get yeah. other people in trouble. Oh, uh, so the, yeah, this whole catfishing thing too is. is that's, that what that's so called? that's what it's, that's what I guess the internet term is called. So if you're catfish, it's pretty much you are. Fake, or you are tricked into um, developing like a relationship with someone who's not with, actually with them. something that's not. It's like a Manti Teo sort of thing where there's the <laughs> Good reference, okay, the the fake girlfriend and yeah. like there's this super elaborate cover up and fake pictures and yeah. uh, pretend visits or people I are like that. actually tricked into it. Uh, it's also recently come out that. Um, some of the controversy behind the UVA sexual assault, um, that whole fiasco, that whole fiasco with Rolling Stone. It turns out that there, there might have been some catfishing going on. Wow! When that story was created too, Ugh. and of course, that a lot of that was created over internet-based uh, platforms. Ugh, it makes my heart hurt. Yes. So a lot of bad stuff. Um, that's going on. It's bad for the kid, and of course. Every kid, many kids have cell phones now. They have basic yeah. cell phones where they can at least text back and forth. I was reading a study that 97.5 of students have been online and 63% of them have a cell phone. Middle schoolers, 11 through 14 year olds. Yeah, I didn't get my phone until freshman year of high school. And when we were in high yeah. school, that was, I mean, that was just your basic text phone. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was, wasn't like texting, like we were playing Tetris and that was phone, flip just phone. about the extent of what we could do on our phones. This was like before the dawn of iPhones. If yeah. If ages but, us at all. But now that these, now with all these iPhones, so not only do kids have their hands on pieces of technology, but kids have, you have fifth graders and you have sixth graders on Twitter and Instagram. Or even younger. And Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, 
like think about it. We were just finding out about Instagram when we were sophomores in college. So we are wow. at this point, like when we found out about how cool it is to post pictures. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's this is when we're twenty to twenty, coming up on twenty one years old. So we're adults. So we we kind of know what back then what is appropriate. Yeah. yeah so talking. So at least we have now. an idea. I can't speak for everybody. But now all of a sudden you have the you have younger individuals that have access to this Instagram and all of a sudden you might have kids posting inappropriate pictures or uh, kind of using these new social media technologies to attack attack students or uh, fabricate stories or do whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just awful. Um, yeah. And you know, we've never been more connected in all of this. We've never been more, uh, connected. I can launch an attack at you over the internet from anywhere in the world, and you could not physically talk to me, um, confront me about any of that. Yeah. Um, and what's also crazy is that when you launch whatever it is against another individual, it's instant. So maybe, like, say you're you decide to send a group chat that, or you decide to send. I don't know. I'm pulling this out of thin air. Uh, the, all right, Alex was picking his nose in class, and um, he looked like an idiot doing Classic. it. So you send that out, and all of a sudden, thirty of your friends or thirty of your peers have that text. Yeah, I might be in the bathroom, and or I might be at the library, or I might be making up work, and mm-hmm. I come back to class, and all of a sudden, thirty kids are laughing at me because, and something. I have no idea what's going on. Right. Right, so that that's really difficult for kids, and I mean, especially like in, like we're both in middle schools, or we're both wrapping up our middle school experiences. We're about to move on to high school, right? Yeah, we know that middle school students are super sensitive to anything that is that their peers are saying, or that even you as a teacher are saying to them, right? Yeah, and when you get to high school, you know that this is when the social clicks kind of start to develop, and a lot of those problems can are enhanced as well. So, yeah, it, it's this mm-hmm. is difficult, and I re- I saw in a study that uh, the same one I recently just referenced about the cell phone statistics and how many students have cell phones. Fifteen percent of the students who were observed in that study, which is almost five hundred students, last February, fifteen mm-hmm. percent uh, said they had been target of cyberbullying in the past month. Fifteen percent in the past month. Jeez. That's crazy. That's a lot of kids, and it's not just like. Girls who are just like, you know, they can be kind of like really clicky kind of in that, you know, middle school, early high school phase. Yeah. It's guys too. It's boys too. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. It really, it sure. like, yeah. this is not an issue that really only affects certain kinds of people. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked in the past on this podcast about triggers, mm-hmm. right? And that's like a kind of a singular issue on a student who deals with a particular issue Sure. Uh, we do. Was, we talk about different demographics of students in different situations. This is really one of those all-encompassing issues that we're wrestling with in education. I and agree. It's, and you know what? Like I'll tell you what. Like every school I've been in has some kind of protective like um, program that covers over or prevents people from searching information that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, in the school. Sure. Um, but like the text message is fair game. Like, that's open. And I'll tell you what, man, if you 
in a, or in a group chat or if you're texting somebody um, terrible things or threatening things yeah. like oh I'm gonna kill that guy yeah that's cyberbullying yeah like that's a that's taken as a genuine threat yeah right that's really bad I don't think people realize or students fully realize the extent of what their words yeah. mean online. Sure. There's no tasties backsies with the yeah. internet. It's out there. It's open. You know. Sure. And that 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 qualifies. So I have I have two th- questions that I think the two of us should hash out Address. over these next like ten minutes or so. Okay. Let's do the first. Um, what can we as teachers do to educate students, or what can schools do? to educate students about cyberbullying. I think that's my first question is dealing with the education. Okay, let's hash that first. Let's, All right. let's go on to that one first. Do you have uh, a thought you want to start one or do you, I can, I can jump right in. Right, right, yeah, jump right in. Okay, I think, and as far as I've heard and seen, this is something schools are getting better at, uh, but it's not getting far enough, is uh, at the beginning of the year, um, there's a sit down or conversation or an assembly or something where someone goes through a brief training or outlines what the standards are for cyberbullying, how to safely search the internet, uh, what we expect of you as far of citizens of the internet sure. in that school as a student. Um, and I think that's that's really important to have. Okay. Okay. I think that like when we stand up and say, these are the standards, these are the expectations that we hold you to, it's not surprising when there's a problem, when there's a problem, yeah. we say, this is a problem. Yeah. Right. I think that's I think that's the first step. Everyone has to be on the same page about this is bad, this is what it is, this and this qualify as it and it, w- it will not be tolerated. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's important that I think that's in a good place where you have to have this plan and you have to have the the structure of um what happens if certain things go down. But I think students also have to recognize what qualifies as just bullying in general but specifically cyberbullying right mm-hmm. so i mean cyberbullying can mean sending a meme like a one of those internet memes to another kid it could mean sending a text from one person to another saying oh this person smells bad right i mean that's technically but it is those those, those are, are those are technically cyberbullying so people think that oh this like this one little text message oh josh smells bad today um, or his shirt is ugly they think that's very innocent right but if that gets back to the kid i mean that kid's all of a sudden feeling very self-conscious right that would be the same as you walking down the hall and say dude you smell today gross ew yes it's the same thing yeah it's totally the same thing but what again like we mentioned earlier in the show it's worse because with cyberbullying you can get away with not actually saying oh this person's disgusting in front of it's like a hallway of kids like um People are more inclined to be mean and when it's um, not and fr- talk confrontationally. Yeah, because yeah. They, again, they can they can hide from it. Yeah, and it and it stacks up too because it's not one of those physical things, and it's it's really sad to say, Alex, but cyberbullying kills. Yeah, pro absolutely, it I mean, kills and. In a, in a time in America where we are very concerned about the safety of our kids and our students, like this is a this is an enormous priority in combating cyberbullying. Yeah, and before without going down a 
different avenue. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of discussion in today's politics about, um, of course, I think guns are a huge thing, right? Sure, yeah, no. I mean, sure. they're like, what can we do to limit background checks or like, we don't want our gun rights taken away and this and that and this and that. Right. We protect and people, how do we, yeah. like, what are we doing to protect people and stuff? But a lot of that is figuring out and resolving problems that individuals are having to do something to that magnitude, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the cases that we've seen throughout the past 15 or 20 years where we've had unfathomable instances in our schools where kids have died just devastating the perpetrators behind those attacks have all been victims of one form of bullying or another and of course most recently many of those have been bullied through the internet too mm-hmm. right so um this is this kind of got leads into my next question actually okay, right sure. so we need to we need to focus on stopping terrible acts before they happen yeah. right so once we teach kids what qualifies as cyberbullying once we've everyone's been educated what can we do to prevent it both in school like maybe this is a procedure thing or maybe this is uh, continuing the education behind it so what can we do to prevent cyberbullying in school or what can we even do out of school to try and prevent these things from happening once the kids get their phones um, at, or get on the computer at the end of the day. Well, that, we'll see that. I think that's where things get tough because I mean this is an age-old discussion. But where does in the because the school has a student for six hours a day. Yeah. In the you know, and during the school year, like where where is the involvement of the school stop in managing that child in things that happen beyond the actual school, like you sure. know. Um, you know, at home or extracurricular or like, where where is that line? It's it's fuzzy, mm-hmm. right? So, in in that regard, if a kid says something outside of school, on a on the internet while not inside school bounds to another kid, is it the responsibility of the school to intervene? And I think that's a question where we have to establish a precedent and decide on that at a district, a school basis right mm-hmm. um if it happens inside school oh absolutely oh, absolutely that's that's the school's responsibility to prevent that yeah but i'll tell you what man you know you and i've been student teaching for a while and you know it's certainly not our first time we've ever been in a school in a professional setting yeah and when it comes to it like you know you're teaching you're working hard you're working with students like um you're very busy and i'll tell you what i'll be honest with you like when it comes to it, like cyberbullying doesn't portray to me in my in the middle of my day to be a priority issue, mm-hmm. right? And that that's that's just me, and I'm not certainly not proud of that, admitting that. But I, I think it's I think I have to admit it that when I'm juggling students and trying to teach, and you know, my primary job is to convey learning. Sometimes, you know, I I don't always think about this issue of cyber bully when I'm working with students day to day. It's not until afterwards where I reflect and think that I worry about what my students are saying or doing yeah, to each sure. other. And so, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what my job is in the classroom. I'm sure, you know, you know I, I talked about how my teacher pilots iPads. It's my responsibility in that classroom to 
um, set a good example of what it means to use technology. Yeah. And it's my responsibility to make sure they're using them for learning and not abusing that privilege. Yeah, sure. You know, what, so, what is my responsibility beyond that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, you can, for starters, I mean, there's, of course, an argument of whether or not kids should have phones on them or other devices on them during the day. Okay. Um, at Mike Mills School, they don't allow, phones have to be away in lockers okay. um, throughout the day. You can get it once once the day is over. Okay. In my previous high school experience, kids are allowed to have their phones on them. And oftentimes I used, I let them use their phones during the day as part of- That's a tool, it's a learning a tool. tool. Yeah, so obviously Wi-Fi is pretty limiting in what kids can access between sure. like GroupMe and uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, of course, not having your phone that you, if I don't have a phone, I can't text someone, I can't text my buddy about this stupid thing a kid did, right? Yeah. Um, if I can't go on Facebook, then obviously I can't post, I can't take a picture of someone picking their nose and then posting it, right? Yeah. So that's helpful, yeah. which is, which is definitely true. Now, um, what's also helpful is a lot of times administrators, I've read up on this uh, through some reading, but also my own experience, right? Um, have you ever, maybe at your own previous high school or even at university, received a friend request or someone followed you on Twitter and it was like the school's mascot? No. Or it was. was it, are you referring to like spam accounts or something like Not that? Not necessarily spam accounts. So, for example, um, I w- I'll make up this. I'll make up this mascot just for the sake of um, not revealing too much of my identity. But um, the the I'll say the Caps, like the Capitals. So just the Washington Capitals, favorite hockey team. So can you tell us about like hockey? Yeah, really. <laughs> so at my at my old school um, that where I was a student, I remember that a bunch of us received a friend request. This was when Facebook was new, right? Okay. A bunch of us received a friend request from um, Slapshot, the Capitals mascot. We're like, okay. oh sweet, Slapshot's on Facebook. Like yeah, yeah. everyone accepted them. Yeah. Turns out it was a school administrator account. And it was observed, and it was supervised, and that account was supervised and they by all the administrators and the school resource officer. Wow. So all of a sudden, you have it in. You have that little secret camera into the social life. You of certainly the didn't know about that. We didn't know about it at the time. Um, a one of my teachers revealed that to me post graduation. Wow. But. How brilliant is that from administration and prevention standpoint? Because yeah. administration and the school resource officer not only knew when kids were giving each other a hard time on the internet, yeah. but they also knew when if like this kids were like maybe planning like a book drop or planning like a food fight, mm-hmm. or if there were a group of kids that were having a party that involved like alcohol or drugs. And they all had they had all of that access and wow. kids. None of us could figure out like, whoa, that this party got busted. Like, why are why are the cops out so much? Or, yeah. um, wow, this kid was talking smack on Twitter. Like, can't believe like yeah. someone and the line, someone yeah. told on them, right? Because so, that's what people think. Oh, uh, this kid got told on, or someone showed him this. But it was really just the administration and 
the district keeping an eye on things. And it's even easier to do that today just with different privacy settings and such. Sure. So, so I think that goes to prevention too, right? It's important. I mean, of course, it's not our business to get involved into the social happenings the of our students. Yeah. But within the realm, can I, can I say this and yeah. maybe you can, you can comment on it, is that the school's responsibility to prevent cyberbullying um, cooperates within the jurisdiction that affects the students in school. Sure. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's where the jurisdiction line is. When it doesn't affect the students in school, then it's not really the school's job to, you know, be responsible over that. But whatever happens in the building in regarding to how people use technology or how it affects students' interactions in the building that may prevent their own learning, yeah. that's the school, that's where the school is involved. Yeah. So I think to throw this all together, we know that cyberbullying is just going to become more prominent as technology evolves <sighs> and uh, it's becoming more accessible too. So as teachers and for our listeners out there, I think it's important that we do everything that we can to prevent things from first educating our students on what qualifies as cyberbullying so there's no gray area, yeah. and then taking the necessary steps to prevent those unfortunate circumstances from happening both in the school and outside the school. And I think if we can do the things to, to in that one-two process, then we can go a long ways in making the lives of our students a lot better. Yeah. So... Um, and with that being said, I also want to we want to hear what everyone else has to say. Yeah, about there's, this, this, right? is, this is not a black and white issue. There's a lot of a lot of um, gray area. And I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, you don't have to be in education to have an opinion on this issue. This is a very prominent issue. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think about this issue. So uh, join us in the conversation on social media. We have a Facebook group called Two Coffee Teachers. You can also follow us on at Two Coffee Teachers on Twitter. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think. Leave us an audio message at 443-300-8908, and we'll play on the podcast in a future episode. I'm going to end the show once again from for, as a beggar, and please... <laughs> <laughs> the strongest way to end a show. Yeah, so please rate us on iTunes. Uh, this is... We say this at the end of every show, but... Uh, this is the best way for our show to grow, right? We, I mean, we tweet and retweet and have our followers retweet and repost on Facebook and we have our show up on uh, different platforms on Stitcher and on iTunes but ultimately if we get more ratings then we just climb the depth chart in terms yeah. of and we get, educational we, podcasts and we, when we reveal ourselves to places that our two coffee audience circle wouldn't ordinarily reach absolutely right and I think that that's the key is we really want to bring as many people into the conversation as possible. Um, that's really important to us because Alex and I like having these conversations, but uh, if it's just you and I listen to it, you know, this, why record, yeah. right? So we, we want people to be, we want people to be involved. And I've, I've gone on record saying that if anybody rates us and reviews us on iTunes, I'm offering a hug to you. <laughs> now, anybody that knows me knows I'm a oh, hugger. Yes. So it's a good hug, I yeah. promise. Rate us and review us on iTunes, we really appreciate that. Thank you for being a part of this Two Coffee Teacher podcast. Keep up the hard work in the classroom without needing that second cup of coffee. Bye, friends. I can see the sweet sun pouring down in the strawberry sky. Tall grass dancing down by the St. John's Riverside. 